This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The name of this series of podcasts is A Storied Life, and the song at the end is called All Hallows. I wrote it back in the 60s. I developed an early fascination with computers that soon translated into job skills. My hobbies often become jobs. At my workplace, computers arrived before the computer-skilled staff. As the only computer hobbyist on board, I became, for a brief time, the computer guru in residence. I wore my crown lightly. I was more interested in the technology than my temporary fame. I formed a user group, a place where people could share knowledge. We met in the main boardroom. Reluctant secretaries were pressured into going to these meetings by their bosses. We talked about the new technology and computer programs, and it soon became clear who were the front-runners and who were the reluctant tail-draggers. My moment of glory would be brief, and those secretaries, once they learned a few necessary pieces of software, became the guardians of knowledge. This knowledge they fed in trickles to their bosses. Knowledge is power. The word IT stands for Information Technology, and it is the branch of engineering that deals with the use of computers and telecommunications to retrieve and store and transmit information. LAN, L-A-N, stands for Local Area Network, which is a local computer network for communications between computers, especially a network connecting computers and OES, word processors. Now at my workplace, the new IT staff was on its way. Management got it half right. They hired a very capable woman to teach all of us, secretaries and officers, word processing. We were unaware of the underlying scheme to have the guys do their own typing and the great downsizing of secretaries that was to follow. Their second choice for the LAN and IT manager was not so lucky. They listened to the candidates and chose the most verbally accessible, or what we used to call in CB lingo, a bucket mouth. Good technical staff are often taciturn to the point of near muteness. There's a reason for this. The less they say, the less they can be called upon. Well, management chose a man with a great line of bull about how great he was and zero social skills. A recipe for disaster. Techs tend to be either hardware or software guys. Some can handily combine both. But often this is not the case. Eddie was a hardware guy in a software position. Oh boy. The company hired outsiders to come in and wire up the LAN. Edward's job was to make the software run and work with the oddly named end users. That was us. I was doing most of the software support in my division and tired of being lied to by Eddie. I said to him once, 
Edward, go piss up a rope. The phrase was new to me. I thought it was very funny. Edward didn't. His large and fragile eagle was punctured, and I became his enemy for life. Fine with me. I worked better without him. When the computers were finally rolled out, it was management that got them first. My boss, then, was of the father-knows-best school of management. He favored liquid lunches once a week on Thursday. After such a lunch, he would come rolling back into the office, tanked to the gills, and would sit behind his desk planning great plans. He had his new computer placed behind him where he could not see it. It was always turned off, except when I logged into his account and printed his email for him. All of it, whether of interest or not. Both English and French. All of his email. Many a tree was sacrificed to this man's refusal to view his computer monitor. Sonia, he told me once in confidence, I feel like it's watching me. As an aside, managers, and to a lesser extent, and more importantly, top brass, management and top brass had visions. No humble officer or support staff member would dare to have a vision. In the case of the lower orders, such a vision might be categorized as a hallucination. Every year, certainly, and possibly every six months, we got a new vision to implement. These visions were vague enough to be one-size-fits-all, and I suspected that they sprang full-grown from the inebriated minds of executives after a Thursday liquid lunch. An unrelated anarchist vision, I recall, said, put the tools of production in the hands of the workers. A powerful statement. Looking back to my old office, I can see that the introduction of desktop computers fitted quite handily into this vision. Top-down management was about to take a lesson from bottom-up democracy fostered by computers, but that, as Kipling would say, is another story. Administration thought that computers were for word processing and accounting and all manner of serious stuff. I knew they were for web surfing, gaming, email, and organizing people in niche groups. Some early adopters of the Internet and computers were journalists. These newspaper people had to slap the rubber cups from their luggable computers onto a payphone and send the story back to the mothership. Now, in this crowd of new computer people, there were the pagans. Why pagans? Well, paganism appeals to computer guys and gals. Given the power of communication, they did not seek to proselytize. As the Jewish vampire said to the blonde lady waving her cross at him, Sorry, lady, I'm not that kind of vampire. Back to the pagans. They saw it as a means to share texts of importance to the initiated and, more importantly, as a great way to socialize. Although many pagans are solitaries, they like to club together for social events. One great social event of the year was, for us, 
the annual Wicknick, the Wiccan picnic. Now, there was a reason so many techno-pagans were solitaries. There's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip, the saying goes. Little coffins and special groups of brethren breed rivalries that can become deadly when mixed with off-brand religious belief. Such groups are also havens for little Jim Jones emulators and would-be tin-pot messiahs. If you want to believe the great god Pan has returned, then you might also want to believe that Brother Joe is incarnating him, which is a sobering thought. Cyberpagans are remarkably free of such delusions. There's something about the terseness of text messaging that takes the punch right out of declarations of godhood. The logical training of the computer literate questions such assertions or ignores them. Back to the Wicknick. The Wicknick was an annual affair organized through the Homestead Knowledge Bulletin Board System, or BBS, an early local internet forum. I was the communications arm. I collected email addresses and sent out bulletins to the effect that the Wicknick is coming the Wicknick is coming. Hurrah! Hurrah! And then I would give the particulars. Had to be in a park with a fire pit for which we could obtain permission. And knowing the drill, we drifted into the area when the time came in twos and threes until a critical mass was reached. Then we would form a circle and participate in whatever homebrew ceremony the nominal priest and priestess had prepared for our edification. The ceremony I best remember was created by the systems operator, SysOp, of the Homestead BBS and involved a technical metaphor comparing life and its troubles to a computer system, most especially the hard drive. Spin, spin, spin. Protect us from all viruses and malware. Defend us from the adbots and spyware. Defragment and join back together the broken bits of our lives. Optimize us that we may function well. Blessed be our zeros and ones so we may prosper. All present understood the technical references and grooved on their spiritual application. My limited computer skills have been bolstered all along by kind souls who actually understand the technology. I count such folks as friends. I appreciate logic and clarity. I also appreciate the willful abandonment of same when having a good time in a park with cyber friends I otherwise seldom saw in person. Our mutual and somewhat comical suspension of disbelief for ceremonial purposes was welcome as was the shop talk and community gossip. As I write, my section of the globe is in the cold grasp of a late winter. Although I have moved on, I miss the casual commingling of my cyber friends in the warm summer days, and sitting about the fireside with food and drink and laughter.
I will plait you a garland of damp forest leaves. We will not be alone in the wild forest trees. The Sabbath of night comes at last. We will dance in a ring on the grass. We will dance in a ring and will merrily sing, Come away. This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached through my website at www.soniabrock.com.